Fat, 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 we're the fat peeps. Hey peeps! What's going on everybody? Welcome to the Fat Peeps podcast. This is a podcast where the two of us here get together Woo. and talk about entertainment and video games, movies, things like that, while also cracking bad jokes. I'm your host today, Joey, and I'm here with PJ. Hello everybody! We're back! Yeah, so we're doing kind of a new format, changing it up. It's just going to be the two of us here, um, and we're probably going to be shorter, quicker. We're just going to hit on a few topics. Um, today's being uh, some things kind of leading up to like the pre-E3 season, if you will, of like getting ahead of E3 and announcing your stuff a little early, you know, the like trailer drops. Uh-huh. So there's been a bit of this over the last week, but before we do that, I want to ask you PJ. Yes. You've been what have you been playing? You've been playing video games? Oh god. As as usual, uh Warzone, but I actually did buy Pokémon Snap as I told everyone I was going to and absolutely fantastic. 20 years worth of wait. Um, I'm sure a lot of people disagree with that because it, it's basically them recreating the game with the newer Pokemon and slightly new locations and a few items. But it it hits the nostalgia bone just right. Um, and I'd highly recommend it. Once again, it's one of those weird things where I'm like, oh, maybe when it's on sale, unless if you're like dead set on it like I was. Um, but... I have no personal complaints on it other than the the missions can be kind of like hit or miss if they work properly Uh, because like in the game, the NPCs give you side missions that you can do. And uh, sometimes it will say like, oh, do the side mission. And it's like you do it, but the picture's slightly off, like the the face isn't completely in the frame or something. It's like you do you do it basically, but it doesn't count it. So that's kind of frustrating. And then just like little UI things regarding those. But overall, it's like I was so happy playing it. I just put some chill music on and went through the levels. And I was like, holy shit, everything that I've been wanting for this portion of my life is here. And um, I haven't finished it yet, but I'm like 90% done with it. I'm, I'm very happy. How about you, Joey? I've not really been playing anything new, unfortunately. Um, mostly because there's not really anything new out. Yeah, you know what I mean, like there is like Pokemon, but I didn't really feel like picking that up at full price because it didn't really. I don't know. It it kind of seems to me like not like there's not a whole lot there. Not to say that it's not enjoyable for Snap, but. Yeah, Pokemon Snap. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it, it honestly, like, you have to be dead set in that nostalgia portion of your brain as an old, like, an adult uh, playing it. Because for kids, it's like, you're going to, they're going to love it uh, as long as they're, like, semi-creative and, you know, it's a good... I think we talked about this on a previous podcast where we had everybody where it's like, this is a good introduction into what photography could be, you know? So it gets it gets them started in that that realm. I, I will say, 
uh, critiquing wise, the like putting the Pokemon in the center of the frame, it's a good gameplay element because it's a goal to aim for. It's kind of like a ridicule, but like it does teach some bad habits as far as real photography goes. Yeah. But I think that's like something actual... we talked about. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's it's kind of like the perspective that you're coming at it from because the type of photography that you're doing isn't necessarily like compositional photography. It's yeah. scientific photography. So you actually want like nice, centered, big, detailed pictures of the Pokemon. That's very action, true. Rather than, than like, you know, having it all nicely, you know, framed with rule thirds and stuff like that. That's something uh, I never even considered. So that's a good point. Valid. But yeah, no, I've been playing a lot of comfort games, a lot of like old stuff that um, I play a lot of. Uh, I got back into Destiny 2 for some reason. What? Um, That's crazy, actually. (laughs) Kind of mostly because like my cousins were looking for something that everybody would play again. And it's just like, I... I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast, but like I've talked to people before about kind of like monolithic games, games that are just like so culturally ingrained in a way that it's really easy to just fall back into them. Um, Call of Duty is one of those. um, And, you know, I think like Fortnite and Minecraft fall into those categories too. I think for a lot of people, Destiny is one of those games. So it's really easy to convince people to just come back and play some Destiny. Because at the end of the day, it's a really easy play. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't ask a whole lot from you. Yeah. And um, it's similar to Fantasy Star in that regard. Of It's like you just get on and you do some activities. You run some missions. Maybe you'll get some cool drops that have good roles. But, like, overall, you had a pretty good you know, experience and like Bungie's always been really good. Like the, the overall combat flow of that game has always been really strong. Yeah. I so can the, agree with that. Like active playing it and just like fighting enemies and stuff like that is a good time. Um, so I've been doing some of that and playing destiny. Um, I also got back or I got into Hitman too. Cause they had it on sale. That's an obscure um, one. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. To Hitman, it's good. It's really goofy. Um, you're sneaking around and assassinating people. I don't know. It's funny. And I you're getting I... into costumes and. Yeah, I tried Hitman too at one point. I th- I or I tried to play it for some reason when I back when I tried it, my computer wouldn't load it, so I just gave up on that. I don't know why it didn't load. I I should try to go back again and see if that was a you know an older Windows issue that I was having. Um, but like I would keep repairing it and trying to upload or download it over and over again, and it just wouldn't even start. So it's kind of a weird thing, but um, I can understand the appeal of it. Yeah, no, it's it's really fun. Just you know, it's a really solid stealth game with the kind of like disguise mechanics and just it the, the like i mean people talk to death about hitman so i won't go into it too much but just like the way that you go into the map and you have to like figure out 
you're constantly like trying to figure out like, okay, what are different ways that I can traverse this map? What are some different tools that I can find to help me get to my targets and or kill my targets? Um, and it's just like a really interesting sandbox to play in for lack yeah. of a better term. Yeah. Uh, it seems, I don't know. I can't, I can't talk to it too much. Uh, like I said, I wish that I had been able to try it way back when, but, um, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of stuck in that same issue too, where I want to kind of go back and play old games and, um, like just kind of pick them up again. Cause I, I feel like the gameplay loop right now that we're stuck in is and uh, like, we're, we're all following the, um, battle Royale scene, stuff like that. And it's like, I don't want to pick up any more battle Royales. I think Warzone became my perfect one. I have been playing apex. That's another one that I, um, I have picked up recently too. Cause I, I played it in the past, but not a lot of it. And we have a friend that plays it mutually and uh, he, I wanted to play with him and he's really good. I think he's in like platinum tier or something like that, or he's good for me compared to me, I should say. Um, So I kind of just wanted to pick it up and see, and I've been watching a lot of like YouTube videos about it to see if I could get better. Um, There is, I understand the appeal to it. I just have a hard time. Like your major issue with Warzone is the care packages or the uh, loadouts my major issue with apex is not having those the i always feel like no matter what game i play that has any chance in it i get rolled the worst luck um and that's just more of a like i don't understand the game well enough yet type of situation but also i feel like i do nine out of ten times open a chest with a mozambique in it but um yeah (laughs) and i well I, i think a lot of the issue there is the disparity of like power level between loot in apex right yeah where it's like like for the most part i mean there is like a like you know we talked to death about balancing in Warzone, right oh yeah but like at the end of the day most of the assault rifles are like kill at the same pace and they are do like relatively especially now that they've done like in the last balance patch um kind of like hone that down a little bit better um but like really more of it has to do with like um in call of duty the uh the jump in power that your squad has when you have the ability to completely coordinate your loadout perfectly Uh uh-huh um, and also like the way that map or that game is really like designed around ranged engagements and yeah. with everybody having like a sniper on the team, it just like becomes these like long range snipe fests that I think are bad for the flow of gameplay. And I never enjoyed. And it was one of the reasons I really didn't like um, Warzone. I can understand that. It, it definitely does. And I've noticed that too, because like I can be pretty good at, call of duty multiplayer and it's like those engagements are really short even in sniping regards um uh, even for sniper situations i should say whereas in warzone it's just like every engagement's pretty big distance it's almost the size of some of the maps uh and regular call of duty multiplayer 
So I feel like when I play too much multiplayer, the transition is just harsh on me. But uh, Apex, I feel like I've seen a lot of it where it's like your engagements are close. The long range engagements are very much like, you know, just sitting there slowly shooting one or two bullets at a time. And whereas Warzone, it's just like fucking (laughs) until you go through like all your ammo killing somebody. Or, like, you know, you could go through a clip killing somebody if you have a more accurate gun with zero recoil. But, yeah, so that's those, that's been my, like, list. But going back to old games, like, I, this, our, our first topic today actually making me want to go back to uh, Horizon. Yeah, so, uh, like I said at the beginning... A bunch of companies came out and did some reveals uh, for some of their games pre-E3. One of which being Horizon Forbidden West. Mm-hmm. Of course, this is developed by Guerrilla Games and published by Sony. Um, and this is presumably a PS4, PS5 exclusive. Um, for 10 years I have not at played, least. Yeah. <laughs> I have not played... Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I know you have, but have. Uh, so I can only speak to like my impressions of the gameplay demo shown. Uh, visually, obviously, it's like super, super pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one was uh, too. And I, I, this gameplay demo really only focused on the kind of like tropical esque environment that is like the ruins of San Francisco. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure I've seen in other trailers and they've described uh, a kind of wider map with more biomes, right? Some more like desert areas and some more like snowy mountainous areas. I feel like that's what the first game. I mean, I'll be honest. I made it maybe halfway through the first game. I really like watching this trailer invigorated me to want to go back uh, and play more of it because it's just it's so epic. And the graphics on the old game, how old is it now? Seven years, maybe. At, I don't think it's quite that old. It's it's I up there say it though. Came out in like twenty sixteen or like twenty seventeen. I know it was pretty much well after I got out of college, like maybe a year after at least. But it's just crazy. Like usually games, even just that old, fall off fast. Um, but yeah, the the graphics are great. Uh, I definitely enjoyed um the combat in the game they they do a fantastic job at making the combat fluid and feel like impactful and like you're being stalked by a creature and a lot of games have a hard time with that in in the traversal too like just the terrain movement is crazy in the first one so when we went in there seeing the glider, that glider made me so happy to see. And I know that it's a nod to Breath of the Wild. Um, it, it 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 works the same way. They can't be. And anyone that argues that is like, I mean, it's a natural progression in the game, but it looks the same. So that's what I'm going to say for that. Um, and I was really happy with the grappling hook because I feel like grappling hooks always add some sort of interest to a game. As long as it's not over the top where it, makes the game broken like just cause did but i think that created a charm for just cause i should say 
Uh, and then there's also the like rebreather that allows you to s spend as much time underwater as you want. So it seems like uh, traversal underwater is going to be, uh, and like exploring underwater is going to be a large part of the game. I did. Well. I didn't see the rebreather, but hearing that kind of deters me a little bit from certain aspects of the game. I hate water uh combat and water exploration so i'm wondering if they're going to be having like shark creatures or something like that but if i get you know like a craving for this game bad enough and maybe go back to the first horizon then i might just you know suck it up and deal with my problems and then uh what was your experience with like the melee combat in the first game because it seems like they they've kind of tried to focus more on that in this expand or this sequel uh it, and and give the spear like a little bit more love what do you think about that i saw that i saw that they they put like um the power-ups on the spears i will say in the ver in the first game it was very one-dimensional it felt like you were kind of just swinging the spear and it was like oh i'm out of arrows or i'm you know this or like they got really close to me so the arrow doesn't make sense it's in this game, it's more of a combat choice. The uh, They did a good job with the arrow in the first game. They nailed it. It felt nice. I'm a much, I, I'm very much either a mage or an archer person in most games that I play when I have an option. So that first game did it perfect. But yes, the spear did feel stale. And I'm glad that they focused heavily on it to fix it because the bow combat, they minor tweaks and they got it like perfect and then also seeing the extra little gadget that they're adding that's really cool it kind of gave me vibes of um odd odd world i believe um yeah like the slime launcher yeah that was that's exactly what it felt like to me like kind of odd world uh esque combat um which that game was really cool and unique and it feels like they're they're going to create a unique experience with this, even though the first game already did that. They're going to break completely off from what the first game did and even add more to the, the genre and this IP, which will be really cool. Yeah. Yeah, no, as, uh, like I said, as somebody who hasn't played the first one, um, I don't really know what is, like, new and different. But um, for the me, just the well, yeah, yeah, the, the like better well, melee. Combat. I don't even want to say the com combat itself; it's the movements more fluid, like by far. Yeah. And it was um, already good, but yeah. But I would say the like main thing that has me interested is uh, the like post, like post post apocalyptic recreation of West the west coast or like you know the western united states uh i don't think that will be really interesting to see how they decide to like depict locations that are like well known here in california and um obviously like to some like somebody who doesn't live in california that doesn't really matter or mean anything to them yeah, but as a California native, I think it's really neat, and would like to see what they do with it. 
For sure. I totally agree with you. When they said San Francisco, I kind of, you know how you have that, like someone says your name, you're, you have that like light up in your head, like, oh, someone's talking about me. That's what it felt like when they said San Francisco. And I looked and I'm like this lush overgrown greenness. And I never even really connected the dots that this is in the future. And it's, it's the like dystopian animal, like mechanical. Yeah. Things. Cause they like, they it's there. It's savage. clearly there in, in like the story in the first game, but it's not like, it's not set in a city really, or like any right location that you can pinpoint to like make the, the connection in your brain. So, but now that they have clearly like gone that direction, it's very, it clicks a lot better. Yeah. And it's really easier. cool. It's a cool commentary. Cause usually like, it's like, Oh, this is the dystopian future and everything's destroyed and things have changed and we're being hunted. And it's like, desert or like the overgrownness is very much like just going into broken buildings and cars that are just sitting there. They went the complete opposite route where it's like, it looks old, but it's not. And I, I, I love that well, approach. That, it's very beautiful. The thing is it's like, cause like most of the time when we see a post-apocalyptic setting, right? Like it will compare it to one of Sony's other properties, the last of us. Right. It's only a, decade or two after collapse so plant life and vegetation has had time to like come in and like take over per se yeah but like all of the remnants of humankind are still there whereas horizon is so far in the future that like the buildings might as well just be stone structures Right. Like they don't really have any of, they don't carry any of the same meaning. They are literally at this point, just a part of the environment. It's several millennia, right? Like it's a thousand or over a thousand I think years. It's like said? a few thousand years or something. I, I don't, I'm not familiar with the story, but I do think it's like, you know, at least a few hundred. I wasn't sure if they had if mentioned it in thousand. the uh, reveal trailer or not, but that, yeah, I, I think it's beautiful. I think they're totally going in the right direction for me. I don't get invested or get the urge to play long action adventures like that anymore. So the fact that they were able to grab me and pull my attention and I actually watched more of the trailer than I thought I was going to is a huge thing to me. So everyone should keep their eyes out for it, especially if you like, bow combat and now with their new and improved combat system i think they did everything right they're doing everything right all right well let's go ahead and move on to our next reveal which was the far cry 6 reveal um this one a little shorter um the and not as much of a like full um like single take gameplay demo if you will right the the horizon was like here's a chunk of the game whereas far cry 6's reveal was much more of a like we're going to give you a edited like you know quick cuts and describe the game type of 
uh reveal it was very um, impactful though like yeah i haven't holy crap. Uh, i i skipped far cry 5 i don't know if you played far cry 5 i did and it felt like i didn't <laughs> that's that's as simple it's like i have you know how you have like memories from when you're like five and you're like checking in and out randomly like, oh, I remember when I was walking with my friend over here at the playground and then the rest of the memory has gone. That's how Far Cry 5 felt to me. Garrick and I actually played it together only like two or three years ago, maybe, maybe even less than that. And I remember like one maybe one or two boss fights and then I remember us running around aimlessly and then getting captured I think is one of the random scenes that I remember. It's like four things out of a whole game where we played 75% of it. So it wasn't, it wasn't captivating. And I don't think you're alone there. Cause I don't like, I don't really hear people talk a whole lot about far cry five or like, it's not the go-to that's for damn. They sure. don't even talk about how bad it was. They just like, nobody it was really neutral. even talks about it. It right. was it um, was very neutral and it was it it wasn't a bad or a good statement whatsoever. It was kind of just like eh, it's here. And yeah, after like Far Cry Three, which was such a um, huge, yeah, huge, right? Uh, and it's kind of weird to look back on it because like in in a lot of ways, Far Cry Three isn't that much of a different game from like far cry 4 no but it just feels like maybe far cry 4 didn't really get as much of a groundswell because it was treading so much of the same water from far cry 3 i suppose uh and i am definitely seeing a little bit of that with far cry 6 of people being like ah it looks just you know just looks like we're doing far cry 3 again um but far cry 3 is a really good game it was so it if they just want to do Far Cry 3 again, I'm not like super opposed to that. Right. Well, if it, if you, that wasn't on your Christmas list and under your tree that year, I remember you were a loser. Like it came out right around Christmas time. It was perfect marketing by Ubisoft. They they did everything right with Far Cry 3. And it's just like there was so much hype behind it and for valid reason. I I'm down for them doing it again with a better system. Um, I didn't play four, so I, I'm in that same audience that you're talking about, where it's like there was not the hype behind it. I think it's just because three was enough for me to take a break, where I was like, I'm just step away from Far Cry for a while. And I yeah, tr- honestly, I tried four's, with five. Four story wasn't nearly as strong, and um its landscape wasn't really as strong uh which i think is probably something that far cry 5 dealed with a little bit as well yeah where it hopefully and it kind of looks here like far cry 6 is gonna try to have um some like more varied environment uh but some things that i noticed from watching the trailer um i don't know how like it how like much they're gonna lean into this but they mentioned that like after i should say 
The game takes place in this uh, fictional Caribbean island nation called Yara um, that at some point was like taken over in a violent coup or something like that by like your main protagonist or your main antagonist, I should say. Um, And it says that they've been cut off from like the rest of the world for 50 years. And you can kind of see this in uh, a lot of the weaponry that they've displayed, right? It's all mostly like Cold War era stuff, uh, which I think is really neat, uh, like leaning more into that. Because it's, you know, as we like go further and further into the future and like weapons technologies become more and more advanced and sophisticated uh in a lot of ways they kind of like you know weapons like there's power creep in real life right you know what i mean of like weapon systems are like getting too powerful and now we have like drones and stuff like that right and there's been a real backlash in a lot of games to uh, having to fight a lot of like mechanized systems like drones and other uh, either remote control or AI controlled robotic combatants. And it loses its characteristics a little bit. I don't know. I think it's maybe just more fun to shoot at human beings. I don't know. But like, <laughs> you're here to hear first. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know, right? No, but like clearly there is something like, well, I think mate, like, mainly for me, particularly flying drones, are not fun to fight. Oh, no, I hate that. Um, I absolutely hate it. They're small, and they zip around really fast, and they're just not fun, right? Um, Yeah, like I said, there's no compelling portion to, like, that future tech. Uh, Like, once you start adding lasers to guns, I check out. Like, Halo was one of the very few games where lasers were okay with me. And even then, I hardly use laser guns. I and that's the thing, right? Is it's plasma. It's like Halo is designed from the get-go of like being a future world, but still being like Vietnam. Right. Basically. You know what I mean? Uh but no, so like I was saying, right, it looks like here with Far Cry, they're leaning more into the like nineteen eighties, right? It's I really only saw like Cold War era weaponry. It looked like there were some like aftermarket parts first, you know, I saw like some polymer rail systems and stuff like that, that you look like you can put onto your weapons and, you know, some red dot sites yeah. and the such. Right. So it looks like there's going to be some a- attachments and stuff like that, but like it doesn't look like you're going to be using, um, super modern weapon systems no and it Uh, lends itself well to the gorilla storyline yeah yeah exactly it 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 allows it to be like modern while also giving it this air of being like in the 1980s right right exactly um some that they like so over the course of like the entire demo that they did and in all the trailers and stuff um they're using like a version of the protagonist, uh, but it does appear that you have customization over the protagonist. Both. I was about um, to ask about that. 
Yeah, so it, they were like very quick, like blink and you miss it um, in the like reveal event, I guess. But yeah, they did show at some point that it you can have either a male or female well. protagonist yeah. character and you'll be able to like customize their outfit and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah, I I know exactly what scene you or like what shot you're talking about, and I was like, who the hell is this guy? And then they go back to the the female uh, Danny. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Then it's like when I heard the name immediately, even before they like revealed that, I was like, oh, okay, they're gonna do like it's unisex. A, yeah, unisex name. So they're gonna have like customizable character, and sure enough, they would later like show that. It's smart. Um, but this is this the first game where if they had chosen specifically to have a female, that it would be a female protagonist? Wait, I'm sorry. So like the, the old sentence confused me. The old all the old Far Cries were male protagonists, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. See, that's what I thought. I thought they were gonna like go with a female protagonist finally, like straight out. So but the customization's kind of cool. Like it, it leaves it open to be like more non binary. And I can appreciate and I, that. I just like having customization. And it seems yeah. like Ubisoft has been going down this road, right, with the uh, the more the more recent Assassin's Creed games having mm-hmm. being able to choose uh, either gender um, and with like uh, Phoenix. It, I can't remember, but you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about, right? The one that's like set in like Greece. And it looks like Breath of the Wild. No. Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I have zero idea what you're talking about. I was just in there like trying to rack my brain. No, I don't. But it sounds like I got to take a look into this more. But you can you can rant uh, it to the audience. I'm sure they'd love to know more about it. Well, anyway, no. The point is that you like complete. You have complete control over um, what they look like your, and who they are and everything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So Ubisoft has been going down this direction. I think they've they've been a pretty while good now. about customization. It's called the game is called Immortals: Phoenix Rising. Oh, okay. I have heard of that. I don't know much about it, but I have heard of Immortals, um, and I've been hearing pretty decent things about it. Yeah, no, I I've heard that it's like a pretty good you know action adventure game. Uh, but so leaning like going back to the customizational protagonist thing. Yeah. Uh, they have some scenes in the trailers that show your character walking around what looks like it might be a public space in uh-huh. third person. That would be cool. So I'm wondering if uh, I'm wondering if they'll have like um, you know MMO-esque, not MMO, but, you know, like online RPG public spaces that you're familiar with right? from games like Destiny or other Ubisoft games like The Division or uh, Far, or not Far Cry, um, the, the, the other Tom Clance. Oh. Ghost Recon. Ghost Recon, yeah. Right? Where it's like. You, you go into a public space and you see everybody else in their like characters outfits and stuff. And it's, you know, it's kind of weird cause you're all the same main character, but it doesn't enough, hurt. You anybody. have enough customization over it that like, yeah, it's, it's like fine. 
it doesn't hurt anybody. Oh, and I think that's that. interesting to have that like separation where like you are the person when you're in combat, but then when you leave, you're watching a narrative or something like that. Yeah. Right. And so. I, I think to some extent the game kind of plot wise seems to be able to lean into that a bit of like, well, you're the like main dude and all the other characters that you see at like base or whatever, are just other gorillas like other guerrilla fighters, right? Right, exactly. And you don't you don't think about it that much. But it does make me wonder if uh, they are going to lean more into the co-op aspect of the Far Cry series uh, with this change, right? That would the, be the, smart. Because 5 really was fun because of that. That's the main thing I remember in Far Cry 5 was playing it with Garrick and enjoying the yeah. co-op. Yeah, and I remember um, Far Cry 3 didn't have, like, in the regular story co-op, but it had, like, a four-player co-op mode. Yeah. That, that I remember was being very fun. Off-Kelter, uh, to, for my taste, if I'm going to play the game, I want to play it with someone, if I have um, that option. Right. The, yeah, the, like, co-op mode was, like, a separate mode that you, like, played with just four people. Right. Uh, but then with um, 4 and then 5 and you know onward because i think the one after five or whatever has it too but uh you have two player co-op like drop in drop out co-op in the game world which i always thought was great it makes those games a blast to play but i was always like "Mm, this would be better if i had four people yeah like i always wanted four people right uh and they've only ever done two so i hope and obviously, like, they didn't really go into any of the online aspects during this reveal. But I'm hoping that we'll see a reveal, maybe at E3, of a full four-player drop-in, drop-out co-op. Yeah, I'm totally on board with that, too. I think every every shooter, at least, should have four-player co-op. Because that's what made Halo fantastic. Like... I, you know, it made it, it creates replayability because then you can fuck around in the campaign and then you're not just doing a mission alone. But, um, and I just the structure of like Far Cry structure of it lends itself stealth action taking out outposts and stuff like that. I mean, it's the same thing with uh Ghost Recon, right? Like, Ghost Recon is, in my opinion, a blast when you're playing with four people. Right. And you're all coordinating to take down the bases and stuff like that. And then, you know, just having that in Far Cry, I think, would be a lot of fun as well. Because Far Cry is even a little bit more wild in terms of your stealth capabilities uh, than Ghost Recon, which is a little bit more of a, you know, tactical military shooter. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, we didn't really go into it, but there is like a lot of wacky guns that you can um, build. There's like a CD launching gun. That was hilarious. Check and out like the trailer. Custom, <laughs> yeah, and like a custom flamethrower. Um, and there's like backpack gadgets. Like you have like a mortar backpack thing. Um, and, you know, I've never really cared much for like the wacky stuff in Far Cry. I've I've preferred to lean more into the like more realistic guerrilla warfare aspects of it 
Right. Uh, but I mean, you know, those things being there for the most part don't ruin the gameplay experience. You yeah, just don't really have to fun. engage with them. And if especially you if you have, have four people, you have that one fucker that just runs in there with like the explosive backpack and shit like that and just blows everything up and then ruins your cover. Like it creates uh, opportunities for stupidity, which yeah. makes things fun. So, yeah. and the last thing I want to touch on before we close up here uh, is it looks like there's going to be large, uh, like city, urban, you know, populated parts of the game world. Um, and obviously, from the perspective of a like guerrilla fighter in this world, um, in the cities and stuff, there will probably be like loyalists and things, which is a big shakeup from the regular Far Cry formula, where for the most part, the only like threats you had to worry about were like, oh, well, I shouldn't maybe threats is not really the right term, but like in for the most part, when it comes to like the opposing forces, it's just like the bad guys, right? And if you run into like a convoy of bad guys or you go into an outpost or something like that, right? Yeah. Whereas here, it looks like there's going to be times where you're going to need to go into the city and you're going to have to conceal weapons and stuff like that. Um, and I think that that will bring a really interesting element to the Far Cry formula. Uh, kind of like what I was talking earlier about with... Um, hitman yeah uh of getting more into that urban stealth maybe even with disguises and stuff like that sneaking around and infiltrating places that you're not supposed to be in to set ambushes or you know do missions get whatever you need to get done for the revolution it's surprising Um, to me that they hadn't done it earlier because of assassin's creed it's the same concept so yeah i suppose it is um so yeah, that'll be really interesting uh-huh. to see how they how they like shake that out, um, and I think it'll add a really interesting element to the the core kind of core gameplay loop. Yeah, I think you know, they're Far Cry. they're doing enough little tweaks to hopefully make Far Cry slowly go back to three, but three plus, you know. So yeah, I agree with you. That's a lot of good things that they can do. It's just within the next month, seeing whether or not they're going to actually do them or not and do them properly. I should say, um, I can't believe it. E3 is actually only a couple weeks away, isn't it? Yeah. It's like Jeez. two weeks away or something like that. Well, obviously we're going to be covering a lot of that shit. Super. Yeah. Stoked. I don't know. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of the companies have been kind of saying to temper expectations and stuff, and it's to be expected, right? Coming out of the pandemic, a lot of studios haven't been able to be on like full development. So there might not be as much as you would expect from, you know, a big regular E3. But clearly, you know, from Far Cry 6 and Horizon here, there's definitely things coming up that uh, are interesting and, and are looking really good and are going to be fun to play when they come out. Um, but I mean, even these got like, I, I want to say, I don't know about Horizon, especially because Horizon, they didn't even put a release date on. 
but no. Far Cry, I want to say, uh, got pushed way back from its original release date. I want to say like people already own copies of Far Cry Six uh, through like they got like codes for it through their um, graphics card purchases and stuff like that. Right. What? So like Far Cry <laughs> Six was expected to be out a lot earlier than this. Yeah. Uh, and they've had to because of uh, the work conditions of working in the pandemic ha has significantly slowed things down. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. The C3 is going to be interesting. I know, uh, but I still in. it's still hopeful. I'm still hopeful that there's going to be some cool stuff there. It's one of my favorite times of the year, so I'm hopeful as well. Um, but, like, I never get my hopes too high. I'm just like, oh, I'm excited for it, and I'll watch the VODs as time goes on, because obviously they're usually earlier in the morning, and I'm too lazy to wake my ass up. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm stoked for it. And the they both look like really good games. Just I know Horizon's going to be solid. We'll just have to wait and see how it's as far as far as far cry six goes but yeah cool stuff yeah. all right well i think that is going to do it for us yeah yeah you're on the fat peeves podcast uh i want to thank everybody for listening if you've gotten this far into the podcast uh and uh we'll we're probably going to be doing this again weekly yep so uh we're going to pick up next week hopefully with so. less gorilla talk yeah literally yeah weird right <laughs> both were gorillas yeah i was about to say we just need to start singing gorilla songs now um yeah. but yeah we're glad to be back guys we missed you so much much love and uh put in the comments anything that you guys want us to talk about we always like ideas all right we'll catch you guys next time see you bye. guys later bye